Welcome to the Need to Know podcast from the Wilson Center, a podcast for policymakers available to everyone. Always informative, nonpartisan, and relevant, we go beyond the headlines to understand the trend lines in foreign policy. Well, if you thought you were done with the Need to Know podcast for this year, you were wrong because in our breaking news as it happens model that we have here, we thought we would bring back a guest that we just had on our last episode, Tom Kellerman, who, as we were speaking about the FireEye cyber attack, mentioned something that is now in the news. We need help. (laughs) We need help. There is a second dark phase of this pandemic of COVID, and that is this digital pandemic of cybercrime and spying that is already going on, but that will be the focus of our attention once we become vaccinated. The number one goal of the U.S. government is going to have to be, in fact, it's going to have to root out this insurgency that's been burrowing into our infrastructure for the past two years. So from a geopolitical perspective, I do think that uh, there's going to be dramatic escalation of cyber warfare against NATO. Uh, NATO members uh, by Russia uh, beginning immediately. And it's already slowly beginning, but it will dramatically escalate during this window of time where they know they have the capacity to act um, between administrations in this transition period. Tom Kellerman of VMware, thanks so much for joining us one more time just to go over and understand a little bit more about these cyber attacks. Yeah, <laughs> these are dark days. A winter has truly come. Um, look, there's a massive, unprecedented uh, cyber attack that was leveraged against the U.S. and major corporations uh, over the last 10, 11 months, and it's been escalating. It's been, uh, they've been escalating this attack and taking it to another level. And uh, it's serious. It's very serious because basically, you know, they have begun a cyber insurgency within uh, widespread swaths of government agency networks, as well as corporate America. Right. And that's what you told us the last time, this this insurgency within our network. In that last episode, you were talking about how the next administration is going to really have to deal with this. And then just over the following days after the, after that episode, we start to see in the news just more and more about all of this. It seems that the intelligence community really feels like this is a Russian attack. Uh, They've burrowed in. Do we know the extent and uh, what they have and what can be done about it? So we don't know the extent. Uh, It is systemic uh, because of the elegance of the attack and the level of sophistication employed. Um, Right now, most organizations are conducting cyber threat hunting exercises, uh, looking for... um, telltale signs of the adversary in those systems, and then attempting to root them out. Uh, But this is an opportunity, I think, for strategic public policy, because corporate America can't defend themselves against this type of nation state, who has become so pernicious and and bellicose in cyberspace, particularly over the past year. Right. So there has to be some kind of policy assistance here. We talked a little bit about this in our last episode. But what do you think, as far as the policy assistance goes, that, let's say, a corporation needs when it comes to this? Well, first and foremost, you know, Cyber Command must be authorized uh, to leverage a proportionate cyber response uh, to this adversary. 
against the assets of this adversary and force this adversary to begin to play defense because they haven't had to play defense yet. Uh, and it's quintessentially important for our national security that that, that happens. Um, I think Secret Service needs to be immediately moved back into Treasury as Treasury needs all the assistance they can get right now. And the great men and women of Secret Service specialize in specifically a Russian cybercrime and cyber spy operations due to the nature of which they conduct all bank fraud investigations. Um, CISA finally uh, needs to be empowered, uh, given greater authorities to conduct cyber threat hunting in critical infrastructures, as well as CISA should be in charge of cyber policy and regulations for government agencies, not OMB. I don't know why that's ever been the case, but it's flawed thinking as CISA actually has the true expertise. Um, I do think it's time for us to go after the, the assets beyond just sanctions. We need to go after the assets of cyber criminals, many of which who act out as cyber militia members to support the regime, to pay homage to the regime in order to maintain their untouchable status. And, th and that being said, we need to begin to forfeit the, the virtual currencies associated with cyber crime and cyber criminals conspiracies and use those funds to fund critical infrastructure protection in the US from cyber attack. We need to immediately establish uh, a deputy secretary of state or assistant secretary of state position where uh, this person is in charge of cyber policy globally and engaging with our partners because this is going to require multilateralism. And we need to strengthen, strengthen, tremendously strengthen uh, the cyber capabilities and personnel that we give to NATO um, as there, there is a true cyber war brewing against NATO right now. There's no cyber war yet in the U.S., but like I said, much like Senator Mitt Romney stressed that there were bombers flying over the U.S. metaphorically. I would say a little differently. Uh, essentially what they did is they flew a number of special operations teams and dropped them inside various communities of the U.S. and then asked them to blend in with the community, much like they did in eastern Ukraine and Crimea. Um, but they've done that in cyber now. And that requires us to not only root them out, but to make sure that they understand that shared risk exists. And just for any of our listeners who are not up on it, CISA is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, right? CISA is, is the Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency within DHS. Uh, they've done great work. Uh, they have the capacity to do more, uh, but they need greater funding for personnel and greater authorities to not only protect um, U.S. government agencies, but other critical infrastructures. Specific to this, this requires widespread cyber threat hunting to root these adversaries out. Prevention isn't possible against an adversary like this. You can't necessarily keep them out of the environment, but you can suppress them, contain them, and hunt them when they're inside your environment. And that's what needs to be done. So one of the things that we did for this episode, and, and we've done it for a few other episodes, is we actually reached out to congressional staffers who we know are listeners to this podcast and are actually dealing with this issue. And they've sent us some questions for you, Tom. So I want to, to get to some of those. And, and the first one I want to ask you that really, it gets to what you were just talking about with uh, empowering some of these agencies uh, in this, in that what rises to the level of cyber warfare and proportionate response? And I guess I'll add on to this. What does it take? How, how far does an adversary have to go before the United States says, Hey, this is a problem. We need to we need to do something, right? Whether whether it's to take your advice and and to empower the agencies that you just talked about, what rises to that level? This rises to that level. Imagine if you saw Russian special forces moving through your towns and, and your cities. 
What would you do about it? Wouldn't you require federal assistance? It's, it's, that's what's happening right now. Granted, they haven't literally fired shots or destroyed anything yet, but the capacity to manipulate data and to conduct integrity attacks is here. And they're not going to stop unless they understand shared risk. So if that's the, if that's the case, then what, what do you think should be done? If, if we did have these things in place, would we be, uh, you know, getting, getting in and destroying Russia's servers? Do we have that capability to, you know, they're the ones that are supposedly storing this extracted information. Uh, would we be able to do that? Is that sort of the, the portion proportionate response we should be doing? Look, all, all I got to say is that Cyber Command has the capability. They, they need the, the authorities to degrade and dismantle the infrastructure that's being used against us right now. In addition to that, they know who the adversaries are, more than likely, and, and they should put pressure on them and force them to play defense. So something that I thought about shortly after we had our last conversation was, of course, you know, I think everybody really knows that this threat exists, but is it possible that uh, the U.S. government just doesn't want to really talk about proportionate responses because we usually do that sort of thing quietly? It's not that we we don't usually broadcast that we're going to, you know, do some sort of offensive cyber attack in the same way that we would say, you know, we're, we're going to bomb Baghdad if you if you don't let our inspectors in. That's a very valid point. But look, the, the, the current president has yet to make a statement, a public statement of condemnation for this action. And, and because of that, uh, you know, the number one rule when dealing with a Russian adversary is if they punch you in the nose, you better fight back or they're just going to stomp on you. And we are being stomped on right now in the absence of leadership from the White House. So do you think that the intelligence community knew about this prior to? Uh, it kind of goes to my last question. Did they know that this was going on? It seemed that you within the, the corporate cyber community knew that something was going on before the media really gave us a real in-depth look at how deep this went. So how long, how long have we known about this? Look, ever, ever since, uh, since, since 2013, there's been dramatic escalation of activities against the U.S. and the West by cyber and adversaries. I mean, it all aligns with the Gerasimov doctrine. Um, but it's been escalating this past year. Um, yes, we've been seeing it in the private sector. I'm sure the U.S. intelligence community uh, knew it as well. It was really just a question of what form it would take. And trust me, this is one of the most sophisticated attacks that we've ever seen, you know, going after the software supply chain, polluting the update itself, and then dropping a handful of very, very uh, sophisticated pieces of malware and um, attack code in these environments to allow for not only persistence to happen, uh, but to leverage counter incident response where they literally automate the deletion of logs. Let's just say they delete the camera footage when they've been in specific rooms. Um, this, this was the most sophisticated attack I've ever seen in 22 years, and it's ongoing. Um, and so look, like I said, the private sector, we can do as much as we can by sharing telemetry on the adversary and the rest of it, but we don't have the authority or capacity to truly defend ourselves and go outside of the wire like the government does. So really you're looking for the, the gloves to be taken off? Looking for the authority for Cyber Command to take the gloves off in a proportionate fashion, and for the President of the United States or the President-elect to publicly condemn this action.
let's go one one step further here. We talked a little bit about this last time as well as a question from a congressional staffer. We see this kind of the cyber Pearl Harbor. And then there's others who say, well, Russia really hasn't done anything offensive yet. They they may have dropped. They've done the espionage. They've dropped the the malware. But what could potentially happen going forward? What's on the horizon with all of this? What happens if uh, we can't we can't clear out all of our systems? Well, we will be able to to clear out our systems. I guarantee you that. They just cyber threat hunting must be expanded uh, across critical infrastructures and government agencies, um, and we need to. We need to modernize how we, we conduct incident response to deal with counter incident response. Um, I do think we can clear them out of the majority of systems. And again, we, we need to put pressure on them so they have to play defense. I mean, right now you can't just you know, win this game per se um, by constantly playing defense. And that's what we're doing. Um, yeah, look, here we are, here we sit. Uh, it, was, it was an egregious action. It was the most significant cyber attack campaign ever. Um, it's obvious that they went after Treasury trying to focus on anything related to sanctions, uh, just from my humble perspective. Um, and they've been tendering throughout. So I, it is my hope um, that Cyber Command takes action uh, to force them to play defense. All right, Tom. Well, I really appreciate that you've you've taken the time here right right before Christmas and right before the holidays here to to talk to us once again. I think that there's a lot of a lot of people on the hill who are who are having to track this and it's uh it's confusing the the multiple layers that we're having to deal with. But also from what you said, it just seems like some of the policies just simply aren't in place to know where to go. Yeah, and the worst part is, is that this adversary has a long tradition of treating their cyber criminal community as national assets and then using them as cyber militias to target corporations and U.S. infrastructure. Just give, give you an example, the majority of ransomware that has been deployed against the U.S. was made in Eastern Europe. The majority of attacks against hospitals with ransomware were leveraged from Eastern Europe. And the fact that even, even in November, um, after the TrickBot takedown, there was an immediate response to target hospitals with Ryuk ransomware. I mean, that should have been a red line right there. Well, and we, got, we, we talked a little bit about TrickBot last time being, you know, with the government taking that down. Uh, you know, was that a, uh, that wasn't something that we really broadcast either. Um, so I guess I go back to, the possibility, are there things going on that Cyber Command is doing that we just don't know about, even though we haven't heard? So Trick, TrickBot, just for clarity, that was a collaboration between the government and Microsoft and unprecedented public-private partnership in that regard. Um, the government more than likely is, is, is conducting action right now, but the, the challenge I face is that whatever action is being taken, the adversary is still ongoing and, and escalating their attack against us. So until we start seeing that slow down because of pressure from the cyber command on the adversary, uh, uh, it's going to be a long, long winter. So that's something I guess really to clue into is from, from where you sit, it's not that Russia has been caught and with their hand in the cookie jar and they're backing off, but this is an ongoing operation against us. That is correct. 
this is ongoing against corporations, against government agencies. They're adding capability and attack code into the existing infrastructures. It's almost like they're dropping weapons into their special forces as they, as they sit in their apartment buildings in major U.S. cities. Um, this needs to stop. And this is, should be a bipartisan patriotic imperative. If there ever was an issue on the Hill that, that should be a patriotic and bipartisan imperative, it's cyber. And I hope, I hope to God it's the wake-up call, but it is one hell of a wake-up call. Well, thank you, Tom. I think you bring some clarity to a muddy situation. So I appreciate you, you being here with us. Wilson Center Global Fellow and Head of Cybersecurity Strategy at VMware, Tom Kellerman, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Have a merry, merry Christmas. And to you as well, and happy holidays to all of our listeners. And we will see you back on the next Need to Know podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>